to another mini-sode. Uh, I am Steven. Is this Troy? And uh, what are we, this is our third mini-sode, I guess? It is, yes. I'm chugging right along. Um, so yeah, uh, this this one, I've, I've got a lot of stuff I want to go through, so I want to move a little faster than we usually do, but let's go straight into it. Let's do some Blu-ray talk, man. Um, what'd you get? Um, my basket, finally. I um, I got it with um, my Christopher Lee box set. I was more excited for the basket, but I think more people bought the Christopher Lee set, but it, I got them both from Severin. Um, the, the basket actually started shipping back in April, but whereas the, um, the Christopher Lee set started shipping at the end of May, if you buy something together and, you know, it'll, all the things won't ship until the, if the pre if one of the pre-order items you know is later than the other one so uh, yeah i got the christopher lee box set which has um six or seven of his movies that were never before remastered and then also an anthology tv show that premiered in like uh like the netherlands or something i i have to look up more about it um i've watched one of those movies which is good and then i got the uh the basket which had um, a shark movie by um, Bruno Mattei, which is called Deep Blood. Um, Bruno Mattei, an Italian sleazy filmmaker. Then it has uh, Day of the Animals, which is the shirt that I'm wearing right now that came in the basket. with Leslie Nielsen fighting a bear. And then um, oh, it's like crazy animals and stuff. And then Grizzly, which is basically Jaws, but instead of a shark, it is a bear which is also uh, a pretty good watch. Um, but yeah, so I got that really nice box set, which is an amazing box. Um, and then also the basket that came with the uh, Blu-rays, uh, two shirts, um, a pen, a sticker, um, a little tiny grizzly figure, and then a cup, a 22-ounce drinking cup with grizzly on it. So, And the, the basket's really cool. It has like a a lining in it like it looks it's like a, it's like a sturdy yeah i could i could take a picnic in this basket and take it somewhere so those yeah. are my cool blu-ray purchases for this month so so real quick i know i know i looked up um uh because we were talking earlier about my like weight loss goals um the yeah. Euro christopher lee box set is one of my rewards and we we were looking at that stuff um, yeah and i saw that that one was like 108 for it um what yeah. is the cost of that that grizzly basket? Oh, the basket? It was a little bit more. It wasn't that much more. I think it was like 120. I bought these both together on my birthday, and it was like my big birthday present, buying them together. Um, but yeah, it was just a little bit more. So um, I know also for any listener that is interested, 
um, they're discontinuing uh, that bundle and uh, quite a few other bundles um, that they've had going for a few months. I I feel like they're discontinuing after their big, big sale. Severin is having a a humongous uh, sale come uh, the end of the month. I feel like the 24th through the 27th or something like that. Um, and so it's imperative to get it now. If you, if you not yet, um, this is, this is bundles, not the, the Euro box, I think will still be for sale for a while, but the, they, they release, uh, bundles, you know, like the basket, but also like just individual movies too. Um, like their March releases, they'll put them in a bundle together and release them. Um, but it's imperative to get those as soon as you can. They showed a couple of, uh, sorry, they being Joe Bob showed a couple of the uh, uh, movies um, that are from Severin on his show. And so I'm thinking I'm going to uh, get those, or at least I'm sorry, he showed one of them on his show. Both are on Shutter, but he showed one on his show and I want to get both after have seen, seen both, which is Perita Durango and Day of the Beast. Um, and go more on those later, but speaking of Blu-rays, it's kind of the things I want to say about those. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting the Crypt of Christopher Lee. I've actually been picking up more Hammer Blu-rays. Um, yeah. I found one at Half Price Books here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, the one over on Hamburg for our local listeners, it's always got really good content. Um, that when I go over there and one of them I found this time was in search of Dracula. Okay. Christopher Lee Dracula. Um, it's one of the later ones, but it was just a Blu-ray. Um, and I found all kinds of stuff like uh, there's, it's not hammer, uh, but it is British and it's called the house of Usher and it's got Donald Pleasance in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I found that. Um, I believe I found that there. Yeah, I believe I found that there. And that one came even had the poster in it. I believe it's Arrow. Oh, really? I believe I, I it's it's one of the big ones. I know that. It's one of the like okay. peak uh ones. Uh because if I see like that or I see Scream Factory or something like that, I try to like, you know, it's a little more expensive because they've like done the research and figured it out, but I always try to snatch it up because I'm like, you know, it's probably a little cheaper here than it is somewhere else, you know. Um, and I'm not right. really like, I'm not really big on the slip covers and they never have them. So I don't, I'll buy them. Uh, so yeah, I picked that up and then I did buy the zombie Blu-ray for our next mandate. Oh, you did zombie. from blue underground. Uh, it's, I, I just, I don't know. It's the 4k one. It says it has that like opening. Uh, oh, that's, that's blue underground, which I just recently learned is the company Blue Underground is owned by um, uh, the director of Maniac and Maniac Cop. Oh my god! Uh, just talking about him, I just I can't believe I forgot. Um, uh, oh Lord, the director of Uncle Sam. Um, anyways, names fleet me, uh, but yes, he uh, apparently. Um, uh, apparently, he owns the. The company. I didn't know that until I watched Joe Bob. Um, I'll always promote Joe Bob a million times over. But yes, um, it's a great release. Um, 
Uh, yes. Uh, well, yeah, that's definitely the blue underground one. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I saw, you know, that it has the uh, intro you were talking about on the last episode with um, uh, Del Toro on it and yep. everything. Like, uh, we're going to make sure we watch that. Um, Hannah. Bill yeah. Lustig. I'm so sorry. I just came to my mind. Bill Lustig. Oh, no, it's fine. Bill Lustig. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Bill Lustig owns it. Yep. But uh, yeah, I picked that up. Um, and I, I picked up something else, but it's escaping me right now. Um, I I didn't go as Blu-ray crazy as I did last time. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I picked up like one of the Paranormal Activity Blu-rays or something like that. Okay. Something where I was like, I'm just going to have it for a collection and then move on. Um, so, yeah, but I did watch a lot recently. Uh, if we okay. can tr- transition into that. I yeah, sure. um, We watched the new Saw movie finally. Okay. Uh, and I, uh, it kind of got me in a Saw mood. So I watched almost every single Saw movie after that. Um, yeah, I get what you were saying, how it's like um, a cab Saw together. Like, yeah, it really it's, is. It's, it's very, very anti-cop in message um, um it's almost really on the note like it's almost like really almost a like a caricature of, like it's almost like s- silly how you know bad the cops are almost at some points but at the same time i personally feel like it is a good clean and you know transition back into solid movies yeah yeah it, it uh, i definitely enjoyed it a lot more than hannah did hannah really liked the ending um but i, I did enjoy the build up through it. It's a little more of like a cop procedural than um, the other ones, though. I would argue that saw two has a lot of cop procedural stuff in it, Um, but it is a little more like focused on the police force as a whole inside a police station, what I would call a police procedural, but um, the messaging was cool. And I, I will say I did call who the killer is and I will not announce it for spoilers, but I did call who the killer was very early on. I mean, like within a couple scenes of seeing him, right. Uh, I, I knew who it was. I was like, this is, this is enjoyable, but obvious. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I thought too. I was like that. Even if you can tell who the killer is pretty early on, it's, I don't think for a second it was, um, it was bad. I thought it was, it was pretty good. I think I want to say honestly, as weird. I don't know if this is weird or not because I don't know what, what people's opinions are. I like I like six a lot. Six might be my favorite Saw sequel, the one with the insurance dude. Yeah, yeah. I really like that one a lot. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't want to talk on that one too much personally. Right. Like I, I've seen it before, but it's been a long time. Um, so, and I mean, like, yeah, I so like a, f- a few years, I'm assuming, uh, I remember it, but I just don't know how yeah. I feel about it now. I'm getting there. I just got, I'm halfway through Saw 4 right now. And okay. just, uh, I'm just kind of trudging along and then I'm going to watch Jigsaw, which, uh, everybody is either loves or hates, it seems. Uh, and what happened it. a couple years ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I started with I started with I've seen the first Saw a million times, uh, so I started with Saw two, and and I started just working my way through them. Um, 
here and there I would go off and watch something else and, and, and come back. Um, but yeah, uh, saw two love it. I love how Amanda is involved in it. I love how they do everything. Um, uh, and then the, the throwbacks to the original, um, saw three love it. Like, I like how it once again ties back to all of it. And it's it Saw 3 feels like a very final end to the franchise. Like most franchises in horror, slashers, especially like the third one always feels like it's final, like it's done, right? Yeah. So this one felt very done. But I will say, like, once I got into Saw 4 and I'm not all the way through it, it was still an interesting continuation they didn't just like they didn't just like go oh well we're just gonna you know pretend he's live or do a copycat thing like they they it was still john kramer it was just you know he's he's dead spoiler alert um and then the opening of software is is fun you know the whole autopsy scene so we should make a rule of like if a movie's like 10 or 15 years like between I don't know, but sorry, cut out the between. If a movie's like 10 years old at least, I mean, it's I feel like it should it's okay to talk about spoilers because you've had 10 years to watch the movie. Yeah. Illegally yeah. or not illegally. So if we spoil it, then that's on you. Yeah. I mean, I'll do a I'll do a spoiler alert for like the movie we're gonna be talking about in depth, but like yeah, you or unless it's obscure, yeah, right? That. Um, that that yeah, that's a fair point. But uh, yeah. So I I always felt like three was like a really good ending for the franchise. But you know, no horror franchise like that ever really ends. So it became a Halloween tradition. You know what I mean? Do I? It became a Halloween tradition. You know, like every Halloween woman come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just none of them for me will ever beat the first saw. The first saw is iconic, and like that 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 ending scene with Lee Winnell like sticking his hand out and screaming and Kramer game over like that slam is just iconic. Um, but you know I, I I do like the two sequels that I've gone all the way through and and remember pretty well. I like them a lot better than I remember. I think I have more of a tolerance for uh, you know. Not not necessarily the torture movies, but like the more gritty type of movie now than I did maybe a few years ago. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the Saw movies. Um, another thing that Hannah and I watched tonight is on Netflix. It's called Things Heard and Seen. Oh yeah, um, it's a ghost story movie. And if you would have told me this movie was made by A twenty four, I would have believed you. Um, I would have. It's it's a ghost story with kind of a uh, asshole husband, douchebag, killer husband kind of tie into it, and it's it's really good. It's gotten some bad reviews. Everybody's like trashed it to the point that you know people are like, "Why is this horror? Why is there ghosts in there?" They're just doing like the really like just kind of weird bad reviews of it, where I feel like you know. They might not know what they're talking about entirely. Um, but yeah, it's it's got some really good moments. It's got some good, like, kind of, not. I wouldn't say, like, super creepy, but, like, you get good imagery going on. Like, there's a seance scene that's really good. 
there's a lot of like haunting of hill house like ghost in the corner stuff going on that you've got to like pay attention and watch um and it yeah it's really good and and the ending is um kind of ambiguous like it kind of leaves it up to you like and i kind of like that sometimes where i can decide you know this is what i think happened and this is what i think goes along with the theme for a proper ending but then maybe somebody else that i'm with or somebody else i know might have a different idea on what happened to them so i recommend that movie what'd you watch I'll have to check it out um let's see i've watched a few things so um namely <laughs> i i'm sad to say i've only watched one movie out of my box set since i've got it but um if i'm being honest um you know i i posted a meme about it semi-recently pretty sure you shared it where you know it was that that really popular meme format that's going around with padme and anakin skywalker where it's like so you're going to do it's like so we're doing you know the base because we're doing this and you know anakin has a stray face and then padme just responds like you're going to do this right <laughs> yeah, um, yeah oh yeah variation of it and the whole the joke was like Oh, you got a new Blu-ray. We're going to watch it. And then it's just his straight face. And she's like, you're going to watch it. Right. And then, you know, the whole joke is, you know, that I think that is the case with a lot of collectors is that including myself is I'll buy so many movies. And um, a lot of them, I just uh, let them sit. And I, I don't feel interested enough to watch them, but I definitely want to own them. And then, you know, I'll usually get around to watching them, but going back to watching movies, I finally got, you know, the, I mustered up the strength to watch one of the Christopher Lee movies. I say that because I'm not the biggest fan of like, of 60s horror. I'm not, you know, I'm not like super into Christopher Lee, but I want to be. And so I just had to kind of force myself to watch one of his movies. The first one on the list was Sherlock Holmes and the Deadly Necklace, which was a black and white early 60s movie filmed in Germany. It's not even horror or anything. Um, it's just Sherlock Holmes as um or, <laughs> wow. This is where the bourbon in the from the Bloodlust and Bourbon podcast comes in. Uh this is uh Christopher Lee as Sherlock Holmes, and he is trying to get a necklace back from his arch enemy Moriarty to um, put it in the museum. So he's pulling like a Indiana Jones. This belongs in a museum sort of ordeal. It's very basic and straightforward, but it's so, it's so funny for how like kind of ridiculous it is. Like there's this whole bit where um, uh, Sherlock, you know, uh, uh, Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee is um, holding a newspaper to his chest like, and you know, he's like six foot four. So there's a lot of him that you could aim at, but Moriarty has this, uh, this walking cane that he can tilt the head of it back. It's like with a handle and out will shoot like a knife that when I watch the movie, looks like a nail file and he could have aimed anywhere. Uh, it could have hit anywhere on the Christopher Lee's body, but just happened to hit in the very small, rolled up newspaper area like when they're sitting and talking and i don't think it was intentional i think he was trying to like kill him but somehow missed his entire large ass body. it was just there's so many parts of the my point is there's so many parts of the movie that are just so you know silly like they're so 
I want to say dumb. I think somebody would have appreciated it more if they liked Sherlock Holmes um, or 1960s era movies. But I had a fun time. Like, this is coming from someone who doesn't really like either of those things. And I had a fun time watching it. I would probably watch it with friends to show them how entertaining of a movie it was. There are other horror movies in that box set. Um, Some Dracula ones. I'm not sure if any of them are horror hammer that Sherlock Holmes movie was definitely directed by um, a hammer director. God, I can't remember his name. Terrence something um, shows how much I know, but uh, uh, it was pretty good. Um, I also watched um, things. I finally got around to watching things, which is one of the most notorious. Um, so bad. It's good movies. This is on Joe Bob. Um, as I've mentioned, Joe Bob a billion times. I watch him every Friday because he's had his third season of his show. For anybody who doesn't know, Joe Bob Briggs shows every Friday two movies, um, which he'll start the movie, you know, and then cut to a quote unquote commercial. It's streaming, so there's no commercials, but quote unquote commercial break where he'll take two or three minutes to just, you know, cut into the movie to come back to discuss what we've watched to give you fun factoids and stuff. But if they did a uh, uh, SOV episode shot on video. Yeah, it's a very yeah. particular aesthetic. And he did things, which is, if you know, it's so bad, it's good, like Troll 2 or Birdemic or The Room. Everybody, <laughs> I think, knows The Room. Oh, yeah. Things is elevated so far beyond them in the whole, like, so bad, it's good. Some people are probably would probably not understand why it's good interesting but the movie is so disjointed and all over the place and just completely insane of how uh, how much of a mess it is i mean because there is a plot there's a very basic if you really pay attention like really pay attention and somehow filter out all the crazy stuff that doesn't need to be in the movie the whole like the plot is this woman can't have a baby and so she goes to have experiments and i swear to god that's the extent of it experiments done on her and she produces these hairy ants that have like the mouths of xenomorphs and it's i swear to god unless you pay attention or look it up you're not going to know what the plot is by just watching it the first time you have to do research um but it's so insanely bizarre. I had the best time watching this. I was just so awestricken at what I was watching that I just cannot begin to tell you um, how I can't describe the kind of experience I had. I think I'm excited to hopefully watch this with someone else and watch the confusion build within the person I'm watching it with as a practical joke. Uh-huh. Um it's just it's on shutter right now if you have shutter shutter to go watch it you really should i just can't really i i I think maybe i'm all over the place with this movie but i swear to god it's really not a a movie you can describe too well i mean it's really kind of bland to say it's confusing or whatever but it's just you really can't say that anything really more so than it exists and it's certainly (laughs) a a movie, I guess, you know, like, but it's so just completely bizarre. 
Um, the last thing of, of note that I, I watched that I just that I was blown away by was uh, the amusement park, the lost film from George Romero uh, from 1972 or 73, 73, I think um, it's 52 or 53 minutes. And um, it is also on shutter. And I can't stress enough how everybody needs to watch this movie. Yeah, um, it's on my watch list for this week. It's, it's so good. I, I think I, I try to try to um, emphasize the you know 52 or 53 minute mark because that I mean for most people that's the that's the length of a episode of a TV show. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. So it's really easy to watch, um, and the movie's so psychologically bizarre. I mean, essentially, it's just you know this old man starts in a stark white room talking to himself like it's like it's him and him it's like himself and himself both in the shot and it's him as a cheery 70 year old man which he's in his 70s in the in the 70s i I, apparently he died in 2009 at 106 years old um but the actor you know he's just like in his 70s at the time and He's looking at this man who is also him and he's just all kind of beat up and bloodied and uh, not speaking, just kind of just done with everything. And he looks really defeated and sad and the happy go lucky version of him is like, are you going to talk? Oh no. Well, I'm going to go out there and he goes to this place that looks like uh, Kings Island or Cedar point or whatever amusement park is close to your area. Um, And it seems like he's just having an out like a day at a amusement park. Just kind of weird for an old person, I guess. But yeah. but there are a lot of things at the amusement park that are supposed to be representative of services to older folks and how some services and some forms of health care are not accessible to some elderly people because of their status. Yeah. Um, or their, you know, level of income yeah. or various other things. And so it's, a, you know, kind of like how uh, Romero does a lot of uh, social commentary and, and, you know, on politics and stuff. It's very much so the same regarding yeah. um, elderly people. Uh, in my job every day, I talk to a lot of older people who want to buy guns and it's frustrating. And I talk about how I just, um, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll put the boomers in nursing homes. But uh but no, with this, I, I did feel really sympathetic towards the plight of, you know, essentially, I guess the movie is supposed to represent these old people who want to, you know, kind of live their best lives as much as they have left and how much of an actual struggle they have with people taking from them and how much they want to just have normal lives and how much, you know, money inhibits that and all sorts of things. And, um, I can't stress enough how like just much of a bizarre, you know, allegory this is just, it's completely batshit crazy. Can't recommend it enough. That's Um, cool. Like I said, yeah, it's on my watch list for the week. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I might just bang it out here either tonight or tomorrow since it's 52 minutes. Um, Really should. I mean, like I I sat there like kind of jaw dropped in a lot of different scenes it's just it's it's very dreamlike it's very 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 dreamlike you'll just it'll go straight from like people hanging out at a an amusement park to like he goes to a like a snack stand and like people are buying groceries out of it 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or like he'll go on a ride. And it's like, you can't ride this ride unless you have an income of $3,500. It's like, what? At first it was so confusing. Cause it goes, it's just like this weird juxtaposition of like real life requirements for various uh, services interjected into um, being represented through an amusement park. It's just so bizarre, um, but very good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one, one more thing that I watched uh, at it took me three times, uh, three and a half, actually four times to get through. Um, just because, like, I I think I'm just I'm done with the franchise fully. Um, the Conjuring Three, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh boy, uh, it, it's you know. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's like talking great about it because there's a very clear like exorcist poster shot in the beginning. It's very clear. It's it's the you know the light over him, the, the shadowing and everything, and he's holding it. He's got the hat and the briefcase. And, oh yeah, the homage to the, the yeah, and, and and they try really hard to like do a couple of homages to the exorcist. The, the homage like, to this on my mug. Yeah, it's that shot. It's yeah, that shot. Yeah. Um, it's a little different, but it, it they they were clearly doing that shot. Really and everybody else that. was like, "Oh yeah, cool." And I was like, eh, uh, "Like you wish you were the Exorcist." Yeah, yeah. It, you were you were paying homage to a clearly better movie, and that's 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 cool. But you you your franchise as a whole is not anywhere near the Exorcist. Um, and then, man, I'm I'm really. I've I've suspended a lot of my disdain and disbelief in this franchise for like the Warrens, uh, but th- this one um, and, and spoiler alert because I I just don't I just don't like this movie. Oh, uh, spoil away! Talking. I don't care. Um, it, they blame everything on Satanists, and and you know it really pushes a satanic panic level of thing, and they really leaned into the Christianity of the Warrens like they really you can tell that like they know Christians go see these movies because like they they they're more popular than just generally in horror like Catholics and Christians go see these movies so they really leaned into that and was blaming that like this witch was doing all this stuff to to curse these people and made this guy kill somebody And, and it's a whole thing is like they're going to go to court and prove that he did do it that, that that he did it through the devil through this demon through witchcraft and the curse and um they actually try to argue this but it, it, in real life he didn't succeed in that um he was deemed mentally ill and got like 10 years and and he's living somewhere now um he he did not get away but he still claims it to this day but you know it's not real it's not true in any way shape or form Right. Um, but I, yeah, there's things in, in, in horror that I'm like, man, it's cool that they try to play this true story. Like, you know, Texas Chainsaw or uh, uh, Blair Witch Project or things like that. But this one is just so unbelievable that it's kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? And, and the Warrens were terrible people. Oh, yeah. They were ter- they were absolutely terrible humans. Uh, they preyed upon people. They conned people, um, and I don't have really much tolerance for any, you know, a Warren worshippers out there. Um, and also, 
um, Ed Warren definitely preyed on a minor and, and groomed a minor. Uh, and uh, Lorraine did not give a shit about that. So I, I, I'm just really kind of done with it. I hated the nun. The Annabelle movies are eh. um, the conjuring two is the only one that I'm like, Hey, this is, this is pretty good. I didn't even really like the conjuring. So I, I think I'm just, I think I'm just done with this franchise as a whole. Like, I feel that keep making them. That's cool. Um, I, I'm good. I'm definitely good. I like the first one. You know, I, I thought the second one's okay. Um, but the way, the way I see these movies, honestly, it's so funny because I watched the first one thinking it was actually PG 13. And then I later found out it was rated R and I'm saying, why is this rated R for? Um, and the way I, I see a lot of those movies, um, I don't know how much influence from James Wan uh, these have. I know a lot of the horror publications, you know, praise James Wan, but I will say in, 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 um, a positive about James Wan is that he does make these movies that are accessible and, and, um, accessible for like young teenagers and they make money in the box office, which keeps horror alive. And so in that, in that regard, it is good for those movies to exist in order to keep horror relevant in the box office enough for studios to want, you know, for every, you know, 10 movies in the studio and 10 movies we get in the theaters that are like just jump scare laden movies. We get, you know, yeah. at least get, you know, a decent high budget sequel. Like the, like for instance, um, like the Halloween sequel from 2018, which is amazing. I love I love that movie. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, my point is though, is like on the other side, is I just I can't get into those. Those are one, it's not, it has nothing to do with me believing in anything in anything. Because I like I really like the first paranormal activity. I, I will go out and on record saying I'm a pretty staunch atheist, like pretty, I'm not like fedora neck beardy about it i won't like go out of my way to like make people feel stupid you know i don't that's not my goal you know i keep most of it to myself you know because i'm not a 16 year old or whatever but even so like poltergeist is like my second favorite movie of all time and like i said paranormal activity i really really enjoy yeah 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 um i even i even pretty much really like the first conjuring i thought it was pretty cool i love amity the horror i don't hate ghost movies or anything but they're just it's, you know it's kind of funny because like ghost movies and haunted house movies are some of my favorite horror movies yeah that's they're like really one, good that's one of the subgenres that like i i'm just kind of a sucker for um and and i i mean i love amity the horror i even like the sequel or the not the sequel but the uh, remake yeah, I do too. Um, and, yes. and you know, the, the sequels that I've seen, I really like. I, I'm a sucker for the uh, paranormal activity. I like paranormal activity. You know, yeah. shit on it, and it's fine. You don't have to like it, but I like that one. I'm going to watch a bunch of the others here soon. Um, it, it's not the ghost part or even the demon part that gets me. It's just that I, I can't stand the warrants. I just, yeah. I, I don't even like them as, as characters. And the more they go with this, the more they do this, like, oh, they're pious saviors of us all. And they're trying to make, you know, Lorraine be like, oh, I'm clairvoyant. I'm like, y'all are just Catholics. Like, just leave us alone. Right. Like, you're just making everything worse. Like, you, you know, 
your, your church has been doing for 500 years. Uh, but it, it, I digress. Like I, I didn't think it was a very well put together movie. It's the first of these three that were um, not directed by James Wan. Um, and it just, it just fell flat for me. And it, it actually was a chore to, to get through in my opinion. Um, I'm not surprised. And, and, and I hope other people enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you go see it. I hope you support horror movies and franchises you like. But uh, I'll be centering my attention more on, uh, you know, stuff I like more, you know. I'm really curious. I'm really curious whenever, you know, because movies do, you know, say lots of movies anymore, I, you know, do have the based on a true story, based on true events or my favorite um, inspired by true events. Yeah, you know, um, I almost, I almost prefer that though, because like they're not, they're not lying to you, right? Like, um, so I don't, yeah, I, I, I prefer that. Uh, all right, like, so we're we're running out of time, um, uh, and I wanted to do some horror news real quick. Okay, yes, because um, we we could go on forever. On oh, that. for sure. Yeah, if you didn't stop me there, I would probably would have kept going on. But yes, please uh, go some more. Yeah, and you know, like once we stop recording, we can go on. Uh, but so uh, a few things that I saw in horror news this week, um, all from Bloody Disgusting. If you don't have Bloody Disgusting, you don't have the bell rang for them on Twitter. You're missing a lot of horror news. Um, scream! The new Scream is picture locked and scoring is complete. Uh, we should be expecting a trailer anytime and it will be coming out on time in January, 2022. Sweet. Um, here's one that I thought you'd be cool. Uh, Higgins Haven house from Friday, the 13th being rebuilt to its real way. I saw that from was. part three, yeah. right? Yeah. From part three, it's being yes. rebuilt. I did see that. That's really, really cool. I know it burned down and, 2006 I want to say yeah is that what happened I'm pretty I, I think that's the day I'm pretty sure that's the year um but yes no I briefly saw that I didn't look at like details like you know detailed details but yes I did briefly see that yeah that's cool yeah, I think that's really cool um yeah for sure absolutely then um the last part I wanted to do real quick is just like we always are, are, are just promoting teen and child horror and children's horror. So I really just wanted to be like this July, the first fear street movie is coming out. And I, I was hoping you'd say that stoked. It I looks, am stoked. Uh, it, it looks, it looks good. so good. Um, and then, you know, <clears throat> part one is 1994. Part two is 1978. And my favorite, the next one is part three. Um, july 16th is part is 1666 yep Uh, you get the 666 (laughs) there but like 16 i love period horror like love it so i am i'm looking forward to that i i think 1978 is it 78 or 94 that's going to be the slasher um i'm um i almost hope it's 78 yeah i think it's a set like the dude i saw the dude with the axe yeah, so part one, 1994, is on July 2nd. Part two, 1978, is July 9th. And part three, 1666, is July 16th. Three movies, three weeks, one killer story. 
yeah so i i am i'm stoked 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 for that um so yeah that's all i got what about you any horror news you know um no i think the only horror news i could really think about was um was uh fear street i'm hoping you know sometime soon a uh a halloween trailer comes out um yeah i'm more i well uh very brief i'm 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 really dying for a new spider-man trailer but that's not really horror news but i am really also hoping for a full-blown halloween kills trailer because i know we have a brief footage from the movie like 30 seconds i mean it's just very brief um wolfman's got nards which is like one of the best sources for halloween news uh if you don't watch him on um youtube great channel um he made his own cut trailer and usually i don't really give a shit about fan-made trailers but it's really really good it's really well put together uh, the music in it sounds really good it has uh most of the footage from um from the from halloween 2018 and then add ads near the end the some of the added footage and it's a really good trailer um but yeah no that's kind of no no news but i'm just really really pining for a a good full-blown trailer for halloween or at least a fucking um poster a poster Um, teaser or something um so yeah yeah, i i'm hoping for that too um but we are out of time real quick uh, just make sure you go find our Facebook. It's uh, the Bloodlust of Bourbon podcast. Make sure you go to our Twitter. Give us a follow. It's at Bloody Bourbon One. You can you know come there, talk to me. You can talk to Troy on Facebook and talk to me on Twitter. Um, yes. You can you can come and yell at me. I don't you know if there's something I said that just irks you, come yell. That's fine. Uh, and uh, be sure to follow us on whatever site you listen to it on. It, it helps us. It helps us know what our listenership likes and doesn't like and all that. Um, but yeah, uh, we will see you at the end of this month when we talk about Fulci's Zombie. Yes. Also, happy Pride Month. I forgot to mention. Oh, shit. Yeah. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. Yes. <laughs> Almost forgot there. Yeah, almost forgot. Everybody I know is is LGBTQ, so I just kind of like go with it. I know. podcast was made by horror fans like yourself intro music by aaron bertram